0: This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello and welcome to the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. I am very, very excited for today's episode. We have a returning guest. We have Holly Ovington on with us again. Thanks again, Holly, for coming back on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Today's topic, it's a fun one. We were just discussing it a little bit. It, it, it's one of those things that probably gets asked and I, f- I feel like more than almost any other question, like it's that burning question for people and it's how long should I be training when I train my dog? And we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how to know if your sessions are going too long. Um, you know, we'll, we'll break all those things down. So I'm excited for it. Um, before that, I'm going to just give a, a quicker intro of Holly. I know we've had her on, but just want to mention um, about her, she has been passionate about dogs her entire life. Um, she is certified with the Karen Pryor Academy, a, fair, a fear-free certified trainer, and then she's an instructor for Dog Biz Dog Walking Academy and Walks and, wa- walks and Wags First Aid Certified, and then runs her own dog training business called Positive Paws Training in the Vancouver, Canada area. Um, and her next goal is to work on a certificate Certification in Separation Anxiety. Um, and like I always talk about, I love having experts on here to who know way more than I do to give us all the facts and all the information. So anything you want to add to that intro? I know some people are getting to know you now. You've been on our social channels a little bit. You've been on the podcast, but anything else you want to add about about your uh, who you are?
1: No, I think that's great. I think you did a great job. Yeah. And most people probably just learn a little bit about me by looking at your social and the things that we've been doing.
0: Awesome. I love it. And uh, let's do this. Let's get right into it. This might be a shorter episode um, for those ready to listen, but it's, it's super important. So again, kind of speaking in generalities, because I'm sure we'll dive into more specifics, but typically how long do you recommend training sessions should be when you're training your dog?
1: Yeah, so when you're doing a training session with your dog, so say you're just carving out a little bit of time to work on, you know, nose to hand targeting. Um, I usually would never do more than five minutes. Even five minutes can be a bit too long. Now, it's going to depend on the dog a little bit, um, but anywhere between three to five minutes generally seems to be a, a sweet spot. So, three to
0: five minutes. Will you sometimes do that in bursts where you'll, you know, do three to five minutes and then play? Cause I think, I think a lot of people are like, okay, if I want my dog's behavior to change, it's got to take, like I've got to be putting in time and effort. Right. And I think there is that, like, sometimes that overhanging expectation on us as pup parents is like, did I put enough time in? Is my dog's behavior not improving because I'm not spending enough time? What is your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, totally. So I think that absolutely doing a short little burst lots of reinforcement, you're really working on that behavior. And then taking a little break, again, like a five to 10 minute break, you can do some play, you can give them an enrichment toy, or even just have them like, take a power nap. Um, I have some clients who, you know, they work from home. So throughout the day, it's like every few hours, they can just carve out five minutes. And that seems to work well as well. Um, Yeah, so definitely breaks in between. And you can kind of do, you know, three to five minutes of training, five to 10 minutes break three to five minutes
0: of training, five to 10 minutes break. So, so like that short verse. Um, and, and I think that is similar to us as humans, right? Like oftentimes our attention span is just short. And if if we go, we do, you know, I think back to when I was in school and I'm trying to like, how, how did we sit through a, you know, 45 minute, hour and a half long lecture? Like it doesn't make any sense. And I think that, you know, the same thing applies to our dogs. So one kind of follow-up question on that, because I think some people will, you know, they'll feel like they're in a groove and they're like, I want the session to go a little bit longer or I really need to work on this behavior. What are some ways that you can tell, like, if the session is going too long? Like, how do you know maybe if your dog is checking out or something like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Things to kind of look for is any sort of signs of frustration. So if your dog was doing really well, and then maybe they're starting to decrease, you know, you were seeing a lot of success, and now you're losing a bit of that success, your dog's probably getting a little bit tapping out of it. Um, Sometimes you might see some calming behaviors like yawns, um, looking away from you, like actually trying to disengage. Um, But for the most part, I find how... I figure out we need a break is that the dog starts saying, I can't keep doing this. Um, so their progress goes down a little bit and we want to quit while we're ahead.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I, I, I've noticed that in my for myself when training my dogs, like, I think it's really important to end on a positive note because yeah, if you go too far, if you go too long, your dog's going to get frustrated and then you kind of finish the whole thing with a sour taste in your mouth, both for you like and your dogs. So I think that's important. Um on on that note I, I I know there's a lot of pup parents listening with really young puppies right who you know it feels like their attention span is about 6 seconds and then they're off you know chasing a butterfly or whatever so what what tips do you have for you know how you can I, and and I think one of the tips is already like you said keeping the sessions short is going to help your dog stay more engaged um, but what other tips or ideas do you have for pup parents who are struggling to keep their dog engaged during training sessions?
1: Yeah, so for actual puppy puppies, young dogs, um, I would recommend making sure that all of their needs are checked off first because if they need a nap. They're like toddlers. They're going to throw a fit and they're not going to learn anything. Um, So making sure that they're not overtired, making sure that they've had a potty break, you know, they need to go out a lot. So making sure that that need is checked off, um, things like that. I find those sorts of things are what usually causes puppies to not be as successful in training. It's usually the clients are saying, oh, well, they missed their nap today or, um, oh, they actually overnapped today or we didn't get them out on as long of a walk as we usually do. So making sure that you have all of those needs checked off and then setting out time to do some training because if your puppy's just looking to fulfill its basic needs and you're hoping to get them to really concentrate, they might not be there. Um, And with puppies, I find it a lot better to actually take bigger breaks as well um so they can really decompress from a short session so doing a short burst and then giving them a longer break like maybe even half an hour now that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that with every single puppy but that's something that can be a little bit helpful if you're finding your puppy is just not concentrating and they're struggling
0: i like that a lot i i I think we've all had those days too, where we we go into a training session where we're like, we have high hopes, high expectations. And then our dog is just kind of not doing what we think they're going to do. And then you step back and realize, oh man, like, did I feed them this morning? Or like, oh, have they had mental exercise? So like, I think that's so important what you're saying of, you know, check off all those important needs first before you're stepping in to training sessions. Um, so one kind of like last question here that Um, I didn't really prepare you for. So sorry to kind of put you on the spot. Um, What do you think that it, like, are there problems with going, you know, outside of your dog losing attention and potentially like you see digression of them focusing, like what other bad things can happen if you try to like force your sessions to go too long? Like have you seen any instances where it like caused other problems or anything like that?
1: Um, Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And this whole conversation is bringing me back to um when I actually did the Karen Pryor Academy course I did it with a dog who's not my own. So I would go over to my cousin's house and hang out with her year one-year-old lab for an hour and the first 20 minutes were him losing it because he was so excited to see me and then we'd do 5 minutes of training and I'd have to sit around and wait for him to kind of decompress and 5 minutes of training. So that's kind of where everything keeps coming back for me but um I remember it's always most important to quit while you're ahead because if we do go further, then your dog might end that training session with not understanding the behavior. Where we kind of end it is what they're gonna kind of think of the next time we try it. And that behavior just might simply regress. Um so you want to make sure that they're going to be successful. There's no point in going any longer and also the humans getting frustrated like that brain brain fog you get when you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I just I want to get it one more time because he's going downhill and I want to just have him be successful one more time." Don't even bother just quit while they're ahead. There's no point in pushing it if they're struggling.
0: I love that. Really really good um, ideas and I'm sure parents at home are kind of breathing a sigh of relief of, okay, if my dog isn't getting it, just take a break. And I think that's important for us to remember in general with our dogs is that they are learning. They are trying dogs want to be good. Um, they're also just dogs. Like it's natural for them to want to go and sniff off other things versus like getting, you know, focused in on a training session. And I think, and, and we talked a little bit about this on a previous episode. And, and I, I think with you as well, is just like having empathy for our dogs and understanding, like, if I was in their shoes, trying to learn a completely new behavior, you know, trying to learn the piano, and, and my, my teacher was like, 60 minutes, clock starts, don't take your hands off the piano until your mm. you know, timer goes off it would be stressful, you'd be overwhelmed, you wouldn't enjoy it. So this is a great reminder for us. Um, so just to recap, you know, kind of on on this idea of how long should you be training your dog? I think the most important takeaway for me is keep it short and do more sessions versus one long session. Would that be your kind of main point for pup parents?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, in my puppy classes as well, I always try and tell people because this happens all the time. They're like, Uh, my dog's just not doing well with this. They're starting to nip at me or they're getting the zoomies. And I'm like, okay, well, they probably need a break. And I always tell them, you know, I think of it like a yoga class when at the beginning of a yoga class, the instructor's like, if it's ever too hard for you, just go into child's pose. So I always kind of compare that with my clients. I'm like, okay, if it's ever too hard, just give them a bully stick and let them lay down. Um, And I always find that's a good way to kind of just, help them understand that like our dogs have feelings the same way that we do and they need a break and we need a break. And oh my gosh, 60 minutes of playing a piano sounds horrible to me.
0: (laughs) Luckily, I wasn't speaking from personal experience. That's kind of just something I thought of on the fly. But man, if any of you have ever gone through that 60 minutes straight of piano playing, I'm sure you're good now, but man, I bet that was stressful. Um, But thank you so much, Holly. I I love this episode. Uh, This was a quick one, but I, I learned a lot. There's a lot of kind of little nuggets of info that I took away from this. And for all of you listening, thank you so much for for listening and, and taking part in this. Like I always say, please provide any feedback that you have. If you hear it, if you have a topic you want to hear, you know, DM us on Instagram, email us, hello at com, whatever it might be. Um, but beyond that, um, thank you again, Holly, and we will catch you guys on the next episode.